Hey guys, just wanted to intro the second half of our Days of Red Stars Past Beginnings episode. Uh, this one is a little bit more rambly. It's the second half of a very long conversation. Um, we start talking about uh, the Red Stars' first win in the NWSL June 1st, 2013 against the Portland Thorns. And then we transfer over to their first game of 2014, which famously was the debut of both Julie Johnson and Vanessa DiBernardo. So hope you guys enjoy. Uh, there's some quarantine brain in this one. That's okay. We're here for you. Uh, enjoy. Fun game we're going to get into right now. We're actually going to dissect a, a win, an actual win. Yeah, so we're about to jump into the first win in Chicago Red Stars NWSL history. And it came maybe not where you might suspect. It came in the, uh, the land of Portland. Yeah. And uh, took place in a little place called Geldwin Field. <laughs> As it's known now, Geldwin Field. <laughs> Not yet Providence Park. Right. Uh, but Geldwin Field in Portland. Oh, Oregon. no. Does that mean that Chicago's never won in Providence Park? They've only won. Oh, in no. We Field. have to add a new narrative, you guys. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So let's talk about this game in which the Red Stars win. Cause it's yeah, fucking- this game is so fun. There's so much uh, going on in this game. There is so much going on in this game. So this, this game takes place on June 1st in 2013. Yep. So uh, remember, guys, the, we said that that first game kicked off April the 14th of 2013. So we're in June 1st. Yeah, Chicago didn't have, get a win. <laughs> like, the best season in 2013. <laughs> nope. Uh-huh. Nope. They were, everybody was trying their best. And uh-huh. learning yeah. And it led up to this moment. And it yep. was such a cool moment. Um, so June 1st, 2013, uh, they get their first win. It takes place in Gelman Field in Portland, Oregon. Uh, two goals take place. Thanks to Zakai Bywaters and Jackie Sadekin Arena. And uh, Portland was doing the thing even back then. Uh, and they were clocked in at an attendance number yeah. of 12,446. So right. that yeah. was dope to see. It was yeah. kind of cool to see, like, the, the old stadium, too, like, yeah, before looked, like, all the construction. Yeah, it looked good. Um, yeah, this game was kind of weird in that um, – so as I understand it, based on, like, the context clues, I think this is one of the games where the national players – got yanked so and as of and as of this moment which you know does not actually end up being true in 2015 uh Lori Kolupny is not a national team player at this moment in 2013 so the players that Portland were missing were Sinclair uh Christine Sinclair Alex Morgan Tobin Heath Rachel Bueller at the time and uh uh Karina LeBlanc who was their starting goalkeeper in 2013 um, which will be yeah. funny when she becomes Chicago's starting goalkeeper in 2014, but we'll get there. Um, so yeah. they were missing a lot of people. Uh, and, and Chicago, this is maybe indicative of why they didn't have the best season in 2013, was not missing that many people. <laughs> they were not missing a ton of people. To yeah, I think right. They were, uh, some players were uh, what you could consider sort of a bubble-esque, right, right? right. at this yeah. time, um, sort of on the outside looking in. Um, and actually I think for some of the national team players that they had had at the time, I believe maybe also might've been injured. Uh, Amy LaPelbit rings a bell 
for me. Right, Shannon uh, Box. Too. <laughs> Shannon like, Box yeah. obviously was right. back like re- rehabbing and trying to recover. Right. From her, so, like, her her minutes were obviously very limited. Yeah, because um, she she's been de- she was dealing with chronic illness at that time. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. it was more than just like the actual like I think it was a knee thing at the time. Right. Um. So there was uh, a num a number of things going on uh, for for the Red Stars and and Portland on the other side. So the the starting lineup looks and feels different, right? Um, from that very first one that we saw back in April. So like the biggest <laughs> the biggest change was obviously in in net. There was no no Aaron McLeod for for this team because also was off with Canada. Yeah. Right. Uh, and not unavailable, but you had a uh, Taylor Vansel in that. It was sort of like a local yeah. uh, prospect, so it was cool to to see that. Uh, so Taylor Vansel was in that for for the Red Stars. Uh, he had the back line of uh, Taryn Hemmings, uh, Jackie Sadik, and Arena. Uh, Sonia Foose uh, made her appearance because the Red Stars made some international moves prior to this game taking place, and they got themselves a couple Germans uh, in like integrated into their roster. And that included uh, Sonia Fuss and uh, Inka Greens. Um, so Sonia Fuss was on the back line um, for, for this game. Michelle Bonino, uh, Lydia Vandenberg. You have Ella Massars, okay, Bywaters. Julian Sitch is in this game, you guys. That's the right. The new assistant coach. Shout out Julian Sitch. And then you have uh, Lori Kolovny and Inka Greens sort of rounding out um, that starting 11. And I know you and I already sort of kind of touched on, like, our, <laughs> our feelings of this uh, – this sort of lineup going in and why they look the way they look, but see, seeing them, uh, seeing them sort of on the pitch, you just kind of felt like this could be kind of different. Like you, you just already kind of felt like it was going to be different from that first game. Cause you're two months into the season, right? right? You're integrating a couple international players, uh, you know, veteran, right. You're not no like young, like right. snappers from Europe, like, veteran German players who like play soccer very well. Um, right. So seeing them kind of integrated into this and then, I mean, I'm not trying to be a hype beast, but also I'm going to be a hype beast, but Lori Kolopny was back on this fucking pitch, man. Dude. So like the thing about this game is I have so many thoughts about this game in particular because Chicago, out. okay. So out. Chicago hadn't won yet and they walked into Portland and they kicked the shit out of them. They, they were so good. <laughs> they were so, they punched them, they kicked them, they shoved them to the ground, and they said, hey, all your stars are gone, and we're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and Dude, they said, fuck your couch. Yeah, exactly. Like, they were the visitors. <laughs> yeah. They were the they visitors. And it and was just said, like, it was, such a, it was such a mandate on all lines. And like, yeah, is it good soccer? No. But like, um, we're still in 2013 guys. Come I on. know. And also like Lori, <laughs> it was Lori Kolopny. And, and it was actually, I, I want to, for a second, um, say something about Becky Edwards, who was playing for Portland at the time. Um, Becky Edwards, is truly just a person who was very good at soccer who got lost in the fabric of this time period. She was U.S. Women's National Team bubble for years, and she just never quite made it. And it was just, if she had been five years younger, she'd still be playing now, but got just kind of lost in a professional league that wasn't quite professional enough and never got the U.S. Women's National Team 
like spotlight. And so she, she actually ended up playing for Orlando, I think for one year, I think her last professional year in the U S was 2017, which believe it or not, guys, that was only three years ago. Um, yep. She is someone that deserves respect. I respect her a lot. I think Becky Edwards is cool. And, uh, yeah, she was we, starting, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Yeah. And she was starting in Portland's midfield and she, and Lori Kolupny in this match. Battles. It was a the whole game. The entire game. It was so good. It was yeah, no, really it's, good. Yeah. It's, um, it, you know what? And I like that you brought up the fact that how she was also sort of this bubble player. Because you, yeah. you had these particular like her and Lori Kolupny. Because we, mm-hmm. a, a ton of right. us, a majority of us, know now what we know that right. Lori Clubney ended up getting back on the scene with the national team that's right and went to the 2015 world cup yeah so and a, a huge part of that and she has gone on record saying that yeah. was because she had a club yep to play in yep because and to she run. played for the red stars yeah and was able to do what she was doing in her club right and so to see these two particular players right sort of on the outside looking in. That's right. And having this type of game that they had on this yep. day, so dope, man. It really hits you right in the heartstrings, at least for me. Yeah, anyway, I mean, right. You really tell they were just like playing their game the yeah. way they wanted to play their and game. And it was, it was a real battle of equals. And, and it is, it's almost tragic in its own way that like one of those players did battle their way back onto the team and one of them just didn't. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why that happens, but God, it was such a good battle between those two. And those, they were just, they really were just beating the shit out of each other. They were like, <laughs> nah, dude, you're not getting a, an inch from me. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, yeah. the yellows eventually came out. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing that I like about this game, there are some very 2013 isms about it. Like, let's talk a little bit about what Rory was wearing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and also we okay. Let's be fair here. We're also going to talk about the hat, right? Oh, the hat. Yes. The so, coat. The okay. So the coaching fashion. Yes. Is very good. Game. They had, they had very just, good yes. 2013 fashion. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, for sure. You um, were yes. the one that pointed it out to me. Yeah. You, okay. I was a little right. Behind. So we'll start with like Cindy Parlocone, who, as you might know, her now is the current president of U.S. Soccer. Um, she was the coach for the Portland Thorns only in their inaugural season. She led them to a championship. Um, I don't know a lot about their journey that year, but sounds nice. Um, but she was wearing a really great hat. It was like a white hat. It was like kind of like a newsboy cap with, with like a longer short rim. rim. Yeah. yeah. Um it was cute. It was like what you would imagine. It was very like Sharpay from high school musical, you know? Oh Christ. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> no, I just can't unsee it now. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. It's like the most like, perfect. Like if weapon. she had been wearing it slightly askew, I really would have respected that. <laughs> oh man. What yeah. if like the thorn success? was due to high school music. Yeah, it was like it was a high school. It was good. It was a good vibe. If she had been wearing she was wearing like a thorn scarf, but if she had been wearing yeah, like a skinny was scarf, ex- I would have respected that as well. Cindy Comicon was absolutely accessorized. Yeah, she like, was fully accessorized. The Mac. She was yeah. like, oh don't tell me about flair. Yeah. I no, she it. yeah, exactly. She was flared up. Yeah. Um and Her Rory was wearing on this day. Yeah, Rory <laughs> Dames. Uh was wearing a button-up shirt 
for some reason. It maybe was a hey, maybe hue yeah. and color. Yeah, maybe he should wear a button-up shirt in Portland more often. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that was a key. Maybe, maybe that'll he, get him uh, the dub. Maybe he. Uh, yeah, should bring that back. We should bring it up to him. See what yeah. happens. See what he um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a gray, long sleeve gray mm-hmm. button-up shirt, collar right. shirt. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it yeah. felt foreign. It was it strange. Did. And you got to see it a few times uh, on, yeah. on, the, uh, on the stream, which I do want to compliment. I, um, I want to as well. Portland, like, we, we, we have a healthy respect for, for Portland and, and what they do. And um, it was nice. It was genuinely nice. Not significantly only, uh, better. Yeah. yeah. And also, I want to shout out, and, and, and I can't remember her last name, Anne, Anne something, who... Um, did the <laughs> broadcast? Yes, and I like her. I, I like her. She's really good. You know, she's better. She's literally better than what Yahoo Sports was doing last year. Um, uh, she she was knowledgeable. I love no, that she yeah, was, uh, yeah, right. She was dropping facts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this was a local broadcast, so she, she was talking also about porn. Clearly, but she was talking about those Red Stars, man. Yeah, and I think she also just clearly really enjoyed watching it and was kind of just like jazzed on the whole thing, and that was a nice yeah. energy. And you know what else I really liked? How much she loved Lori Kolovny. She yeah, right? Yeah. She loved her some Lori Kolovny, man. Because right. uh you all should uh have respect for uh the greatest captain of all time. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, and I, I know we're talking a lot about Becky Edwards, right? We've spoken a lot yeah. about Lori Kolovny. Um, but I'd like to have us start getting into the first goal at least. Yes. For this match. Yes, and let's do it. In that first goal, I also wanna take the time to speak a little bit. On Takaya by Waters because we should. Yep. this yep. is a pl- this is a, again this is a player who got <clears throat> she was a very first player ever drafted in NWSL history. Right. Uh, first black player yep. ever drafted right. in NWSL history, and yes, that is important. And yeah. it, you have to ask me why. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to take the time and labor to do that for you, but I'm only going to say it just is, and uh, that is important to know. And, uh, and she was chosen by the Red Stars. And I also think that that's very, very cool and very, yeah. very dope. Right. And um, she had an amazing game this game. This The Kaya Ballwaters know, was yeah. so good in yeah. this Portland Thorns match. And yeah. something happens later in this game, and we're going to get to that's this. That's right. Yep. Um, but watching everything happening out of this particular player up until a later thing happens, um, just feels very cool and very nice and uh, makes this later moment in the game suck so much more. Yeah. Um, because you could see what a player like Bywaters was maybe supposed to be for the Red Stars. One, and I yeah. loved watching her play on the ball. I yeah. loved her, her ability to be playing inside, making her runs inside from out wide, playing out wide. And we we have spoken about the Red Stars for so many years in this current era about lack of width and who's right. going to be the player to be playing out wide and blah blah blah. And then to look at some of these games and look at a player like Bywaters, you just yep. kind of go doing out. Yeah, uh, I I it it makes me sad to think that there are at this point not a ton of Red Stars fans who. Um, know about and like forgive me i i'm not sure if it's zakia or zakia but um about bywaters because 
she, man, her confidence on the ball in this game, even compared to the first game, it's just like, damn, she was just like getting used to being a pro. Yep. Um, and and she she's so confident on the ball and her movement is so good and she's quick and um and she you could just tell that she was very smart. Yeah, so smart. And her and, reaction was just yeah, tremendous. And you know what? And and the thing that is very sad to me, and this is this is the result of not having enough media around the league at this time and not having enough people doing nuanced work is that she as of right now is like in the annals of nwsl history as a bust and that sucks because she wasn't in the moments when she was so good she she was exactly what they drafted um and just because she isn't with the team now and honestly i don't think her parting with the team was on great terms um I think she went through some stuff and, and we don't have a ton of access to that. And I think it was really hard to be an NWSL player in this era. And, but you go back and you watch these games and you're just like, there are moments of just like absolute brilliance from this player. Um, And they won this game because of her. So yeah, yeah. she was a huge, huge component in that. And uh, part of what we're alluding to in this, and it is a thing that happens within this game in particular, is that this player um, uh, suffered and had to deal with a lot of injury, unfortunately. And like so many players um, sort of had that, you know, hamper her career. Yeah. And a decision was essentially made. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just it just sucks and i'm i'm in agreement with you claire and that uh, the whole concept and the narrative of like the bus i i'll put myself out there and go on record saying that um i think it's a little bit uh unfair and yes. maybe even a little bit cruel to sort of uh, label players as busts when it's evident that it was injury that prevented them right. from meeting or reaching or succeeding their goals um so it was very cool that this game Yep. is archived in the sense that it's on YouTube and you can still watch it because Bywaters 100% shows in this game why yeah. she was the number one pick in yeah. NWSL history. And can and I also say... What? No, oh, go ahead. I'm just about to like... <laughs> all right, we're turning into the second half of this game. And yes, I love a good villain story. But <laughs> Bywaters in this game was treated like she was time-wasting by the crowd be- just because Chicago was winning. <laughs> um, and that sucked. <laughs> yeah, it did suck. They were, you know why they were mad though? You know why they were mad? They were mad because she got that first goal. Well, that right, first goal yeah. After, yeah, that's that right. We haven't talked about like, it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened Speak like right it. in, it happened right in perfect time. It happened in about the 35th minute or so right. of this game. Um, shortly before, for the first half ended. And uh, she went ahead and... <laughs> Made some things happen. And right. uh, I think my initial note on this was like, Bywaters deserved it all. <laughs> like, yeah. that that was literally uh, my note on it. And it was so dope to see this goal happen because, guys, it happens off of a set-piece corner. Yeah. This That's goal right. happens off of a set-piece corner. There is documented 
proof that the Red Stars score off of set-piece corners. And it happens here in this game. The first goal, right. again, I can't see the, the, the stream on this was, like, better, right? Yeah. Uh, significantly better than what we saw in that very first match in Lyle. And this stream in Portland, it was a uh, corner kick, and I couldn't really tell if it was, like, Vandenberg or, like, Santa Catarina. I'm not too sure who served this ball in. But it gets served in. And it's into the box. It's a great ball that's served in. And similar to that first goal that we saw, uh, Michelle Bonino, now Lumniki, shout out yep. to Lumniki, uh, gets ahead on it. And it shoots just right across to Bywaters, who's there again in great position, and just heads this ball in yep. to the net. And the yep. Red Stars go up one nothing on a set-piece corner goal. And it was so dope. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yep. They scored on a set-piece corner in portland yeah of all places yeah i was like of course zakaya did that like that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no it 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 literally seems like a, an entirely different universe that that could possibly happen yeah no and, and one of my other favorite <laughs> one of my other favorite moments that happened on this goal is the uh the captain vibe mm-hmm. that took place out of lori Kofi because they score this goal right and they lose their shit they're hyped they're like oh my god yes like this goal, the set-piece corner goal happens, Sakai gets it, they're all hugging each other and stuff, and Lori Kolopny's like, all right, all right, all right, that's enough of that. Let's yeah, go. Yep, let's so, go. Like, she, just, yep. she, like, breaks it up, yep. and she's, like, yelling and pulling, a lot of good yelling and pointing mm-hmm. at her teammates as a, as a captain there. That's but right. um, yep. the the like most, like, most, you know, momentum in games like this, uh, once a goal happens sort of five or ten minutes out from the half, you know, gets a little more physical, it sort of woke up Portland a little bit. You know, we got some some yellow cards there. The beefing was going on with Edwards yep. and Kolopny. Um, a lot of bit of a scrambled eggs going on there before the half, and then halftime happens. Um, and then the Red Stars, I loved it. I loved seeing it. They came out into the second half, yeah. and they were, like, still aggressive. Yeah, and like Portland was the like – They, like, they took yeah. it to them. Portland was shook, too. They were a little bit shook by it. Yeah, and it was – but it was <laughs> – they were up one one nothing, and they were still like trying to be aggressive and stuff like right. that. And I do appreciate again, we you and I have already said we appreciated the commentary on on this uh, on this game, and you know the Red Stars today, you know, in this era, hadn't had themselves a win. Yeah. So you're talking like losses and draws, like yep. no wins. And so with that discussion, a, with a winless team that discussion like the whole concept of like oh lack of goal scoring and I just kind of like laughed and I was like oh my god like lack of goal discussion and like CRS like name a better duo like yeah it's it's so like looking at some of these old games and just like seeing like you know one one or like one zero <laughs> like yeah or just outright losses you know yep. you're just like geez like the offense just was like not there but yep. you know it was good to see them trying to create and trying to like be more aggressive and eventually that paid off for them and they got a second goal in the 61st minute a defender goal a yep. defender goal Jackie Santa Canarina mm-hmm. gets on the end of this ball that gets whipped that whipped into the box and she's just like there I believe it was sent in by Sonia Fuss again I'm, I'm not I'm not sure guys yeah to it's tell, hard to tell it's, it's well and it's also and this is the issue with local broadcast too which is just like it was a Portland stream so they were not really focusing on the Chicago of it all um so it's just kind of hard to tell sometimes yeah, so uh, it was just nice to see this team on this day get 
two goals yeah. in this game and against this team and in this and in this city. And yeah. it sucks because, like, right as that goal happened and they went up by multiple goals, yeah. this is when, like, the shitty thing happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bywaters goes down with an injury. Uh, it's apparent that she's in discomfort. Yep. Um, she – it, like, gives the impression on the stream. Again, I don't know. We don't have access to that. Um, the impression or the perception that's expressed on this stream is that she sort of like immediately knows what it is. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. And you see her teammate come over. Ella Masser yeah. Comes over, Ella Masser carried her. her off the field. Yeah. Checks on her immediately. You yep. see her like they catch her on camera. Masser yep. signals for a sub. Yeah. Like right away. Like they know like what's up. And yeah. Masser, should- like just lift her up off the field yeah we should take a second now probably to just say that like ella masser worked her ass off for this team in 2013 um, uh ella masser was the uh man i don't think people realize that maybe she was kind of like the wrecking ball yeah she was one of these yeah i mean chicago and we'll talk about this as we go through this rewatch but just like ella masser is that person um Melissa Tancredi was that person. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just like had their people who there's something very indicative of perhaps like, no, it's not good that a teammate carried bywaters off of the field, but um that was kind of who Master was for the team. Um at that point, she was someone who had some just awareness of what was going on. She wasn't as young as some of the people who were playing at that point. And just, she, yeah, she was just working very, very hard for them. And, and this was, this was, yeah. And this was a point in time where hustle went a really long way. So Chicago needed to have players like that. And that is who she was. And I don't think anyone at this moment would be like, Oh yeah. Ella Masser legendary red star you know like her (laughs) finest days were ahead of her which is good um but she yeah she was a big part of of that early team and kind of setting the tone for for who they were absolutely i agree um five waters coming off meant that um Alyssa motts uh got subbed in and made her way into this match and uh this was maybe by the time we approached the final 15 minutes of this match Maybe they more so than the goals probably might have been my favorite part of the match because this is when everybody in Portland started to get mad and I loved every single second of it. Yeah, uh, they were so mad. They, they were, were so, so mad. mad. <laughs> um, they were so mad. And you know what? The Red Stars' answer was was to beat their ass. I know, about right? It. it got it, it got even more physical. It was yeah. fantastic. Uh, you know, the yeah. assistant coach got thrown out by he the did. referee. Yeah, Christina Uncle threw him out. I, she said, "I don't want to hear your shit." Get I will out. say nothing against this man. I didn't like his vibe. Christina Uncle was right to kick him out. He was rude. Yeah, and uh, CPC was like, "Yeah, you gotta go, man." Yeah, like, you gotta we go. Can't, we can't. We can't carry on what we're doing here. So yeah. Leave. So uh, finally, he left. And, uh, yeah, the Red Stars kept being physical. It was really dope to see. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about this game is that, I mean, I've written about this a little bit, but, like, sports, and certainly soccer more than most, is just, like, there are a lot of, like, alternate realities that come into place uh, throughout a game or throughout series of games. And you go back and you watch this, and you're just like, man... 
it's weird that this team didn't win against this team for so long. Like, how is this the last win? Because what they did was so effective. They went in. They did what, – what Chicago did in this game is what Seattle has done to Portland for years, is they just took it to them and disrupted them and won. And I we'll, – we'll get into it because we're doing a history, but how did that go so wrong, honestly? It's very weird. It's very weird that this was the last time – that they won and is the only time they ever won in Portland. 2013 was a weird time. Man. Yeah. It really, really was. Uh, it's a yeah, blueprint no, they, though. They, they, they closed. Yeah, it was a blueprint. Right. They closed it out. Uh, Jess McDonald subbed in and it was the last sub in the 85th minute. Those last five minutes were just there. They weren't like, they were not going to lose. Yes. And um, it was, it was dope. And you could just see like what it meant to them too. Like post game, like, what it meant to get a win on that day against that team again, you know, in front of those fans, you know, like, right. um, in that type of atmosphere, like it was really, really, really dope. And, uh, I love that this is a game that, you know, people can re- like revisit because yeah. it was a really good game. There were a yeah, lot of good players on both sides of the ball on this day. Um, so, and now mm-hmm. we are going to enter a new era. We That's started right. this with a dawn of a new era mm-hmm. against Seattle Rain in 2013. But Claire, you very wisely labeled this dawn of the current era. That's right. And that is absolutely 100% accurate because this game is the Chicago Red Stars versus Western New York Flash on April 19th, 2014. And it is the debut of the two rookies that were drafted. In 2014, Julie Johnston, now Ertz, and Vanessa DiBernardo. The beginning of the four, my friends. Make no mistake about it. It's yeah, it's it's amazing. And again, like it's the it is this weird situation where even when you go back to like the the written records of this whole thing, 2013 to 2014 is like an entire. It, it's just like an entire new world. And so it's like, it changed. <laughs> so it's yeah, like everything Google, got Google, up. Doesn't, Google doesn't recognize 2013 because it's pre Julie Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we are in the new era. This is, you know, like instead of BC, it's like J E. Yeah. J J or yep. whatever you want to label it. Yeah. Nothing else mattered before Julie Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Julie Johnson Ertz. Honestly, I think when we rolled out, like, you know, taking a look at all these possible games that we wanted to do a rewatch of, right? I think this one, more than so many of these other kind of, you know, quote unquote earlier era matches, like this one, we just we just knew it was going to be like an important match. Like yeah. you have to, you have to watch the match, right? That presented to the world. Julie Johnson and Vanessa DiBernardo, these are these are the two players that got drafted by the Red Stars right. came into the fold, and it was like, this is what we want to do moving forward. Right. So, like the thing, the thing about this game, oh, God, I love this 
project. Okay, so the thing about this game is that we knew it was significant because it was Julie Johnson and Vanessa DiBernardo's debut. And we were like, okay, so like this is the beginning of the modern Red Stars. And then I didn't even realize going in that this was the game that had the most iconic foul of the <laughs> early NWSL. And, it's so good. Uh, and like I knew, I knew in my head that Vanessa DiBernardo was the victim in this altercation, but I, I had just kind of forgotten. Um, but okay. So to start, I, I do want to, I do want to say, I know, are, are, do you want to go first? Do you want to do the starting lineups and then I'll give my little round Robin piece? Yeah, I'm fine with that. So, right. uh, the cool thing about one of the cool things for me about this game and, uh, you know, it's, it's the kicks off the 2014 season, right. For the red stars. And it uh, it takes place in what is Toyota park then, but now SeatGeek stadium in yep. Ridgeview, Illinois. So this That's was right. like a, it was like a fun little treat. You know what I mean? It was like a fun little Chicago soccer treat for everybody. It was, I believe, a doubleheader. Um, and I think, yeah. if memory serves me correctly, the Red Stars were also the main event, right? They That's were right. The game yeah. That took place uh, afterwards. So this this game ended up, you know, looking at it, you think, oh, it's a, it's a one nothing win for the Red Stars. Like, how eventful could it have been? Oh. It really was, though. It was really dope. Very, very eventful. Like, we've already been building it up to the two players that we're excited to be talking about. And the goal that takes place uh you know they have a part in it and so like they literally won this game for the red stars um so to sort of see this starting lineup roll out the way that it did and just to sort of echo what you know claire what you've already sort of said it almost feels like a whole new world yeah in, in 2014 it like was. 2013 was such a ride and it, it was, was. Such like a it was such like okay well here it is and we're we're going we're moving right. forward and then you know, like so many things happen, uh, the league got, you know, shook up a little yeah. bit in a good way, essentially. And, all the and sudden- also the, the 2014 class, like this is definitely Vanessa DiBernardo and Julie Johnston's debuts, obviously, but that same class had Crystal Dunn. It had Kalia mm-hmm. Ojai. It was Correct. just a new... God, Huge it's year. just a new infusion of talent that was just yeah. so exciting at the time. Everyone and was also excited now. about that draft right. class. And it yeah. was huge. I mean, you're talking about this was the, you know, the U-20, you know, World the Cup. The 2012 U-20s. Yep, that's right. They yep. were coming in and they were, they grew right. up. They were ready to be professionals. And yep. not only that, there was a league ready to embrace them. Yep, exactly. And uh, it was so dope uh, to know that, like going into – this game so funny thing happened uh karina leblanc came to the red stars she's now a red star and she, <laughs> she is now the starting goalkeeper for the chicago now, red stars yeah right she's now the starting goalkeeper yeah. and she started in net for this game uh, yep. you had rachel kwan uh julie johnson jackie satican arena and michelle Winino running out the back line there you had julian sit uh lori kolubny vanessa di bernardo Alyssa mott adriana leone and jen dude Boyd. Yeah, sorry. I'm Jen just like stoked Jen on Hoy. this. I'm just stoked on this starting 11 so Same, much. Because Jen yeah. Hoy. Jen fucking did, Hoy. Yeah. Jen fucking Hoy did what we've seen so many other yes. wrestlers do since her arrival. Yeah. Which was get drafted yep. in a later round. Yeah. Put in the work. Yeah. And be a motherfucking red star. And, and also, like, got to start. It was so dope. Right. Uh, do you want to run through quickly? We should also probably acknowledge the Western New York lineup because oh, it was also they do wild. play a different. <laughs> they do play a team uh-huh. as well, and with some team people lined up with some people on it, yeah. and they lined up as follows: the the 2014 Western New York Clash 
on this day decided to appear and show up as follows. They had Lydia Williams in mm-hmm. net. They had Haley Palmer, uh, Catherine Reynolds, uh-huh. Brittany Taylor, and Amy Barsak in the back line. You had That's Amy, right. uh, Angela Salem, McCall Zerboni, yep. Carly Lloyd, yep. Vicky Lozada, yep. an international Spanish Vicky Lozada who now plays for Barcelona. That's right. Uh, they had uh, Adrian Martin and Sam and Sam Kerr. That's right. And Sam Kerr. As a teen. Rounding out this. And thank you for saying that because we need to address that. Yeah, she just wasn't who she is now. Guys, it's fine. This is 2014. Yeah. Okay. She was a baby. It's it's 2020 now. Sam Kerr's what? 18, 19, maybe going on 19, maybe maybe in this game. Yeah. Like she's a. And literally my note in this game on Sam Kerr is that she's an infant. Yeah, she's a baby. Like it's like, who are you? Yep. So it's so it's it's so weird watching like Sam Kerr doing what she's doing in this match. She honestly the it, it is like this is truly not a dig. She was a non factor in this game. This was like a rep. Like she was just getting a rep and yeah. just like out there and doing her best. <laughs> yeah, let me, I'm trying to find my yeah. damn uh Sam her no yeah in here. but that's just that's just it that just is what it is right man. like just, you see sam kerr and you think oh sam kerr but like then like no that's that's not what it was guys yeah oh, people it, i have i have kerr yet. i have kerr sam kerr then a pesky pest yeah i have mm-hmm. kerr now we'll murder you for goals yeah like right. that's just the, the stark contrast yeah. so like the real the real like sort of uh who's gonna create the offense i think a lot of people were looking at like uh carly lloyd for yeah right i I do right and this is the moment for me to say like sometimes you have a lot of fun so the thing i really actually enjoy about nwsl wikipedia uh little paragraphs is that they do a very (laughs) good job of updating like where draft pick went like for example so the round robin for this particularly is that okay so karina leblanc uh, was uh, is a Canadian goalkeeper uh, who was the starting goalkeeper for Portland for that 2013 season. They win a championship. She then is sent to Chicago. And honestly, Karina LeBlanc is an iconic Chicago player. She, even when she Absolutely. became the backup. Um, she bought in, man. She did. And she was a really good, steady personality. She did a lot of content for them. Um, go back and watch the old LeBlanc like interview series. Like mm-hmm. she was wonderful. Um, and it's obvious that like it, it's clear even then that she was going to become someone who was um, had stature in the game even after her retirement. But anyway, so she gets moved to Chicago for a draft pick that was ultimately flipped um, for Michelle Betos. Remember her from the Seattle Reign in 2013. She gets sent to Portland. Um, and then the reason Lydia Williams, Australian's current Australia's current starting goalkeeper, the reason she's starting for Western New York in this game is because of the injury to A.D. French. Because A.D. French was the goalkeeper that went first in the 2013 draft. Um, and so she goes to Western New York because she was con- considered the top prospect that year. But then France, the reason that France got pulled kind of out of the pipeline for the U.S. Or, or whatever was because she had some serious injury trouble early in her career. And so I think A.D. France did her ACL. Lydia Williams takes over for Western New York. A.D. France leaves the league until she comes back to become the Portland starter, which then gets her back in the U.S. conversation. So, like, 
some of this stuff, I mean, eventually Sandra and I will probably get into the crazy Boston Breakers shit that Chicago got into. Um, But it's all intercircular because you have these players who are so valuable in so few teams. So just assets are getting traded all the time. Um, So anyway, you go from like one status quo in 2013 to a completely different one in 2014. Uh, And yeah, it's fascinating. Aaron, and the reason that the reason that uh, is, and then this is also like Aaron McLeod. Where did Aaron McLeod? Is she still a Chicago Red Stars at, at this moment? So LMSR and Aaron McLeod at this point, I believe, uh, go to Houston Dash in 2014. Uh, I thought that was. 20. I believe so. Okay. Uh, again, this is the Chicago Red Stars podcast. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, I don't have all the Stone Cold yeah. Houston Dash historian facts for you. Right. Um, but my brain. I'm currently googling Houston I'm- Dash starting. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2014, dude. That's why Aaron McLeod. And yeah. No, that's right. They both. They both go. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, I know this last week has felt like a decade for all of us. Yeah, but I'm I feel like pretty, when? <laughs> yeah, I'm like <laughs> I feel pretty confident that the Houston Dash okay. arrived in 2014. Okay, I know okay. everybody is still waiting for them <laughs> to make an impact, but here uh, we are. So, yeah, uh, they <laughs> the reason yeah everybody gets shipped around that includes right. LMSR and that's Aaron right they go yes they go and they are now yeah. in Houston yes. Uh, Karina Blanc is is here. Yes. Uh, so many things get rotated because so many players, uh, specifically allocated players, right? right? We're talking. This is still the era of, you know, U.S. national team players, Canadian national team players, Mexican national team players, being allocated players, players sponsored by their federations, quote unquote, free, right? Players to be you know distributed basically amongst teams and a number of moves that the red stars made were to get this you know starting goalkeeper in in Karina LeBlanc and basically make way for the arrival of Melissa Tancredi and Miss Kristen Press yeah right Uh, we're not there yet quite we're actually not quite there yet. It's She's gonna on the happen. horizon. It's yeah. going to happen. This is the year that it happens, and right. people were very excited about it. Um, right. And but these players were had not yet arrived. You know, uh, at least not for this very first match in in April right. to kick off uh, the twenty fourteen season. So yeah, off seasons for NWSL are historically wild. Yeah, and that has that hasn't changed, and so it was nice to sort of uh fun you know to dip back into all of this the roster movement right. that took place in this era because it happened so often and it happened you know like i said to make way for some of the other allocated players the new draftees coming in and you know for players who are honestly guys who just retired or said i can't do this yeah you know? right it's just the reality yeah. of things um the league was you know, you think the league is still going now. It was definitely just growing then. Yeah. Um, so, fun things. This yeah, game, let's get into the game. Yeah. This game starts off with uh, a fun I, – I appreciated this duo. Ben Solomon and Janet Ringfield, yeah. who were calling this game. Shout out to Miss Janet. Uh, I believe she running things at the University of Illinois. So, she had some really cool things to say yeah. about – uh, Vanessa D. Bernardo, and we get a shout out right away to some 
delicious Chicago iconography in these mm-hmm. fancy new hoop jerseys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, affectionately known as like the Waldos for the United States national team. Mm-hmm. But for Chicago, they're just a straight up Chicago flag jerseys. Yeah, right? Like, right. They just you see the blue hoops, the white stripes, the red stars across uh, going across, you know, with with the crest. Right. And people are like, yeah, that's a nice visual. Right. It's there. about as classic as you get. Yeah, pretty much. But we have all of that, like, within just sort of these first, like, 15, 20 minutes of this game, you know, talking about the jerseys, like, shining those out. A ton of chatter and discussion around Julie Johnston mm-hmm. and Vanessa Bernardo, and rightfully so, because, mm-hmm. again, everybody was so hyped on this draft class, and rightfully so. These are players who are, to this day, to this day, still making impact in the NWSL yeah. currently in 2020. It's so dope. Um, but on the other side of this, Claire, for me watching this game, there were like kind of a lot of like, this is the first game of the season vibes going on. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the soccer game was not that good. Um, it took a while for them to get going. Right. And I think on either side of the ball. Right. I think, I mean, I, my main takeaways, my main takeaways from this game are more like long-term takeaways like for example i thought it was really interesting that this was taking place in 2014 and and already the narrative of like di bernardo who was technical but not physical was like popping up um which is was annoying i'm sure was annoying then but is doubly annoying now now like she made an entire career in this physical league like what are you talking about it's like, um, oh, wow, she had a brand already. <laughs> yeah, and guys, like, you want to know why Vanessa Bernardo doesn't have a U.S. cap is because of that narrative, like, coming from that year, like, that she wasn't ready for physical play. Um, and, yeah, just being like, well, yeah, but she's, like, better than everybody else. Like, so maybe give <laughs> what her What if a we tried pass? that? Pass? Yeah. Like, let's try that narrative. Uh, yeah, she's honestly – Vanessa Bernardo is Rose Lavelle, but like five years prior. And wow, Claire, just it's just true on the podcast. Yeah, um, I don't and, even know where to go now with yeah, that. And but it's like just true. And so, yeah, it just it truly just like moment in time. We only can live in the time that we're born into. And Vanessa Bernardo was too early for the era of a technical American player. Um, but thank God she's here, right? Uh, we get her. Well, and not only did, did the Red Stars get her, they got her still, and this is important to me, and, and I'm sure it is to you, but they, in the timing in which they got her is also with a player that we've been talking a lot about in this two-parter episode, oh, Lori Kolubny. Yeah, She got to right. play, like, yep. Julie Johnston... And Vanessa DiBernardo yep. got to play their rookie season yep. and, like, parts of their sophomore season with their captain at the time, who was yep. Lori Kolupny. And right. seeing – and even though I said, like, you know, part of this game is – gave me a lot of, like, oh, first game of the season vibes where people are still shaking off some of the rust, you know, and there's still, like, a little bit of the preseason-y stuff lingering for all the teams, right? Even though that's there's themes of that here, 
there's still some really nice stuff. Yeah. And, like really good connecting play specifically between Vanessa DiBernardo and Lori Kolupny. Like you definitely see like right. sort of that what we've come to know. Like Lori stars. Yeah. Like this weird kind of like long ball kind of stuff, but <laughs> it still looked good. Like, Lori Kolupny had been waiting for Vanessa DiBernardo. Like she had been playing in this league just waiting for a player like that to show up. And you could see it even in game one, just uh oh man. Like I think people you had a connector, man. You had yeah, a connector. And I think I think also people underestimate the exponential levels with which, like, okay, so Chicago wasn't one of the better teams in the NWSL in 2013. And they were like they were pretty they were okay in 24. They were good in 2014. But um the way their talent level changed when they got Julie Johnston and when they got Vanessa Di Bernardo. And when you have a player like Lori Kolupny, who was, again, this is not a diss, but she was just at another level, to finally have some collaborators was huge. Um, and, and the other thing, I mean, I, we can decide if we want to talk about this now because we're kind of getting into the moment of the, the big foul. Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, the, the one thing I want to say about this game before we get into kind of like the nitty gritty of it is I think sometimes in viewing soccer and actually I can't actually speak on this for men's soccer. Um, but I, I think with women's soccer, there is a certain type of player who is your captain and a captain can be a lot of different types of things. They can be the person who, is setting the tone in training they can be the person who is the most vocal on the field um but in you see moments even just in this game this is julie johnston's first game as a professional and and i and i only want to say this because because there is a moment we're going to talk about it where vanessa di bernardo gets fouled very badly by carly lloyd um, in like kind of a vindictive way. And you're just like, God, what did Vanessa Di Bernardo ever do to you? <laughs> um, and, and Julie Ertz in her first game as a professional, and I know they were teammates before, but she goes over and, and it's this ad- edit, added element of, hey, like I see you, I got you, that was fucked up, are you okay? And 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 it reminded me actually, and I, I said this when it happened, and I know this is not a Chicago Red Stars thing, but but it but it is like a US thing. Andy fucking Sullivan, dude. Like that is who she is. Like she had this moment in their first game against Chicago this past year in 2019, where Michelle Vasconcelos like slipped, like had a weird moment. And Andy Sullivan, this is even more impressive because it was cross team just took a second and just like put her hand on her shoulder and was just like, you good. And like Julie Ertz has always been that person from the moment she started as a professional. She was the captain of the U twenties. She has always been the person who has had the capability to be playing her own game and still be able to like, look at somebody else and be like, are you okay? Are you okay? What do we need to change to make your life on this field better? Um, 
And it was shocking to see that even in this very, very first game. And then also to connect it to like, yeah, that's also who Lori Kolupny was. Um, Chicago, I'm not sure exactly if we're going to dive into the press era in this same way. We're like figuring it out, but Chicago has a history of having these captains who just like know, they just like get it. And with Julie Johnston in this game, she wasn't a captain yet, but you're like, damn, she's going to be running this team someday. And yeah, you know, she is now. So it's, it's like a combination of talent and controlled empathy in a way. And just like a, a focus that allows for that kind of awareness. Um, and, and yeah, it, it was something that I, if not given this opportunity, would never have gone back and seen. And I felt so lucky to see it. Did you feel like, uh, did you ever feel like at any points, like watching, doing this rewatch, like feel like you weren't watching two rookies playing on this pitch? I didn't feel like that. No, they were like, yeah, right. I knew that. Like I knew watching this, I'm like, these are two rookies and in their debut. And I almost, it was like almost something that I had to like remind myself of. It's also like just uh, good drafting from Chicago to understand the bond that those two already had walking onto this team. Cause that was like palpable in this first game. Yeah, absolutely. And I, man, I think also like in this, in the, I know that for people who are in the know, there's a ton of like jokes about um, the Red Stars and the post, right. And hitting, hitting yeah. the goalposts and right. shit like that. But it was funny in this game to watch, particularly in this first half, um, all the offside calls that yep. were taking place. And I believe one of my notes in, in my rewatch is literally like, oh, the offside is actually the foe in this match. Right. Um, because you saw this really good connecting play, you know, between, you know, Kolevny, Bernardo, vice versa, whichever. And then sort of linking up with whether it was Adriana Leone, who I am a, I am a Chicago Red Stars Adriana Leone respecter, um, whether it was her or, or Jen, Jen Hoy, and yeah. being able to, you know, find these threads and find these seams and being able to, you know, play these balls through and extend them, but, you know, just the timing maybe right. wasn't there yet. So in that sense you can maybe say like, oh, you, that's like a rookie thing. But like, no, that's not really a rookie thing at all. That's just like first game, getting your connecting and getting your shit together. Really. Right. Because like, if it wasn't Vanessa Bernardo, it was like Lori Kolopny. So you can't really yeah. necessarily say that to somebody like right. her who's a veteran, you know what I mean? So I was like, I really appreciated yeah. those moments. Um, in anyway, we're and- getting all emo about the Chicago Red Stars, but we probably should talk about how Carly Lloyd fucking decked Vanessa DiBernardo in the face. I mean, you kind of did already, homie. I, I mean, know, I know. Let's, let's be real. You want to know what my fucking note is in this moment? Yeah. Uh, it's it's literally it's literally it's literally the forty fifth minute of stoppage time. Yeah. Right. The half occurred. was over. Exactly. The half was done. Like, like it's even more unnecessary. Yeah. Right? No one so had my, scored yet. 
No one had even scored. It's still yeah. dead like it's zero zero. And yeah. my note is literally JFC, Jesus fucking Christ, what are the five <laughs> figures? Say to the face, <laughs> slap. Because yeah. that's literally what happened. Yeah. And it just looked like somebody was mad that they got beat on the ball. Yeah. They got yep. slapped that's in the right. face. And um, I was like, man, that just happened. And I yes. love, we both loved, as you've already expressed, like the, the Julie Ertz was like she said cart <laughs> yeah she was johnny on the spot baby. yeah like she came through yeah. she like as she soon put her as hand happened, yep yep she didn't get wild yeah she didn't get in nobody's face dude yep. she just went straight to her teammate and to the official and was like cart cart yeah and, Card. and christine and christina uncle shout yeah. out came yeah. through yeah and she issued it right away she was like yeah no, you can't do that there <laughs> there are fewer things that julie Ertz loves on the field than the card gesture and poor Vanessa DiBernardo, man. Like, yeah. honestly, she literally looks like she's like, what just fucking happened? She had no, like, yeah. She yeah, looks right. like that. She's like, something she's terrible like, just happened. What did I do? <laughs> and I'm trying to process it. Yeah. And Julie, Julie Johnson is just like, Shh, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I just wanted to, like, no, 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 yeah, no. I just but wanted I, to I take a note. Already. Yeah, I want to take a note that this was probably one of the first um, iterations of the NWSL disciplinary committee and after yes. this game carly lloyd did get suspended for two games Correct. two you games that's a lot she had to, to yeah so okay so carly lloyd was asked to give an apology and i will read it right now she says my action in the game against the chicago red stars was not acceptable and is inexcusable I am very disappointed in myself, and this is a lesson I will learn from. I want to apologize to Vanessa, the Red Stars, my teammates, the Western New York Flox organization, and the NWSL fans. She had to give a statement. Yes. And it should serve a two-game suspension yeah. after a review by the disciplinary committee. So shout yeah. out to the Disco. Uh, they ended up coming through on that one. And shout out to like all of the early followers of nwsl and like the earlier like gift ma like gif makers of the time yep, right because like you had to catch that you know what i mean like that yeah, had to be caught right it had to go like maybe semi niche sports viral it was and, a it was a fan who made like the official gif of that whole thing yeah and like that's what you know they were like oh we should go back and review that and like that was uh very yeah, smart and like right. that's what ended up happening and that was like the i don't know if it was like some type of hex or curse or what uh but it led us to halftime i do know know that much i mean it ended up being the red stars who ended up pulling ahead in the second half right and you know vanessa di bernardo and julie johnson and everyone else on the pitch on that day you know didn't let like a moment like that kind of shake them up or knock them out of their game you know they got knocked down and they punched right back they came right out into the second half uh, you had a couple uh, halftime uh, substitutions. We saw Bywaters come on, mm -hmm. and that was very cool. I have another note again saying that she deserved it all because she did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she this was basically her return from injury, guys. You know, we just went over that game that she went out of injury in 2013 against Portland, and now here we are in April of 2014, and she's on the pitch uh, getting her limited minutes, you know, to, to sort of help her get back into form. Yep. So, you know, she comes back in, in into the half. I believe she subbed on for Adriana Leon. Um, and they all start to, you know, trying to get back to connecting play and everything. And ultimately, um, 
them being more aggressive on the ball and pressing a little bit more, you know, ended up leading to a corner kick for the Red Stars. And this was essentially the game-winning goal, the long goal that they got on the day and the game winner. And it ends up being, you know, Vanessa Bernardo heads over to the flag, takes this corner kick, lobs it in, and it's Julie Johnson who's in the box Mm -hmm. and gets on this ball and heads it away. And you're just like, that this they did it again it's like you saw them do it in in portland in 2013 and then you're like oh my god this happened in 2014 to open up their season yeah it's so wild and you're like wow it's so crazy here is more yet again one more piece of documented proof that the red stars are capable of scoring on set pieces and uh and corner pieces so it's just like it was so dope to see it was great fan reaction um, I loved that, uh, you know, happening in, in what was like almost like the 60th minute of the match. So, and that time it, it kind of almost like, um, woke up Western New York flash in a little bit in some sense, you know, like maybe they were just sort of, everybody was just sort of playing in this lull at one point, but you know, a goal right. tends to shake things up and, you know, there was, there was no further slapping, but you know, there was still like a bit of what you want to see on the pitch, you know, competitiveness and right. uh, maybe some moments of physicality and stuff like that. And uh, we saw some more of that sort of, you know, beginning stages of leadership out of somebody like Julie Johnson, you know, we, we saw uh, another player go down, you know, you had uh, Jackie Santa Canaria go down with a bit of a, a nagging injury of her own. And this is mm-hmm. at this time, a bit of a veteran player, you know, you know, had at least had a year of, uh, NWSL season under her belt over a player like Julie Johnson. You had, you had Julie Johnson going over here and like helping her out. Like, oh, yep. let me get that cramp for you, buddy, and like taking care of that. And uh, it was just so wild to see in this moment. It's like it's almost like she was. You could see the aura of Captain C around yep. like That's Julie right. Johnson in this game. It's so it yeah. was really really so dope. And um, unfortunately, um, Santa Catarina had to be taken out of the game and we get a new alert sam johnson alert that's right sam johnson Johnson. yeah samantha johnson subs into this game as center back for jackie's hennigan arena and you're just like well the game's over sam johnson's here Mm -hmm. he brought the crunch so uh the wrestlers end up basically just sort of grinding out this game the final 15 minutes of the match you know the, the perception apparently going into this particular game and a lot of you people out there will probably find this funny, but the Red Stars were considered underdogs in this match against right. the Western New York Flash. Yeah. Uh, so for them to be considered this sort of, um, you know, much younger team, toting out, you know, a handful of rookie or a couple of rookies and sophomore players like, uh, you know, Bywaters and Hoy, um, they were considered, you know, the younger side and in that sense, the underdogs. So for them to to come out and be able to get this win against what was considered a sort of a top tier uh, Western New York flash side yeah. was uh, was a big deal at the time. And it was dope to, to see again. It just, I just love that these kind of games are still accessible mm-hmm. for people to, to see. And again, Bywaters, you saw some nice flashes there. She was getting end line um, serving in some good balls um the feed was still not super super great the, the, <laughs> right. the, the stream was kind of a little bit you know, blurry snipping out yeah jumping around a little bit at the end there 
Um, but it was good to see, like, all the defense coming through in those final 15 minutes when, you know, with a lot of good defending. It's just a lot of physical stuff. I mean, at one point, like, Jin Hoi, like, horse collars somebody, yep. like, in the end of the match, and you're just like, oh, okay. You have a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, like, one last bit of, like, Carly Lloyd violence. And then this was also really weird to me. All of a sudden, you know, for the sake of gamesmanship, like, there's a very late game, like 90 minute sub come up, yep. and it's like Haley. It's Haley Brock, yep. and I'm like, uh, okay, that yep. that's that happened. That did yep. happen for the Red Stars, and it's just like all these little things that took place that then yeah. they just closed out the game, and they ended up getting the win. And yeah. I was just like, man, this is this is it. This was this in essence really was the beginning more so than than 2013 you know yeah no and i i would say like the one final thing is that i i do want to shout out like it's obviously we don't know like what's going to happen this year but it was very cool to see julie johnston at the time and julianne sitch play together with the added context that sitch is now an assistant coach for the team um I think there is this idea of like ancient, we talked about this a little bit with 2013. There's this idea of like ancient NWSL history, but it just wasn't that long ago. And, and so having that continuity now in this kind of coach player role, coach captain role um, is just so cool. Like the, the, the ongoing history of this team is, is so special and um yeah, it's we're we're lucky even Sandra and I to be able to talk about a team with with this much history to it, because um, the through lines are everywhere from like Michelle Betos not being able to <laughs> clear the ball effectively <laughs> to Julie Johnston checking in on Vanessa Di Bernardo to uh, Jen Vanessa Hoy, yeah. yeah, just still all being of that it. connector. Yeah, it's exactly. So yeah. No, I love it. I'm I'm really excited to, um, you know, kind of just keep this little quote unquote series that we're referring to as a series. Yeah. Um, this just this series of content that we are planning on putting out for you all. Um, please feel free to hit us up with your feedback. Um, in terms of if you're if this is something that you're into, what it is you like about the the old school games that we're reviewing for you guys. Um. Honestly, I'm also just a little bit curious if there's a particular old school Red Stars games that you would yeah. like us to go over for you guys. So, you know, specifically for our, for our wonderful patrons, like if you are curious about our thoughts or opinions and insight on a particular game from the past, like let us know. We'll try to maybe find a way to fit it into some of the other themes that we have coming forward. You know, I would really, really uh, love to hear that. So the next episode that you guys are going to get is going to be similar to what you just heard. It's going to be a number of games. We'll probably start um, pushing forward through. <laughs> we might learn years. some things from the fact that we did this for like two and a half hours, but we'll see. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to make it, we're going to make it work. We, yeah. All we got is time guys. We've got, we got some got good time. themes. We've got some good themes ahead. We've got some good yeah. ideas. We're excited to, to roll them out for you guys. So um, semi chronological, but mostly just, just theme based. Um, yeah. You know, so we'll be getting into some more, probably some more 2014 games. You'll, you know, obviously we've got 
seasons like 2015, 2016, yeah. 17. Right. We've got eras to go through, you know? Right. People, I don't I, know if people understand that or realize that. Yeah, and I think in general, yeah, I think in general, like, we know what the better, we know what the better covered eras are. So we might shy away from those at least to start and really dig into the stuff that maybe hasn't been looked at as much. Yeah, I mean, there's important stuff there that, you know, we we need to revisit that I don't think maybe people understand. I mean, I'm I'm ready to talk about the, you know, while we're talking about people who deserve it all, you know, I'm ready to talk about Steph McCaffrey, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. like we yeah. got to talk about it. You know, I'm we shot. We got to shout out uh, FC Kansas City. We got to pour one out for the. Oh homies, man, we're gonna you know do I mean? a whole episode on FC Kansas City. Don't we're gonna worry. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be here for you guys. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. This is just yeah. a long winded yep. way. Of me and us saying that <laughs> we plan on being here for you. We're guys. doing it, yeah. And in retrospect, and in the present, and in the future. Um, so I'm excited about it. I love this. I had so much fun doing this. Oh man, um, yeah. Claire, where can the people find you if they want to bother you and get some more insight on soccer? Yeah, um, I'm trying to spend less time online currently because that makes it hard for me to go to sleep at night. Um, but you can follow me at Scout Ripley on Twitter. Um, I'm also trying to tweet less because I I, I want to do. I've, I think I've said this before. Uh, more conscientious content, less tweeting. Um, but please, please follow me. Um, and you can find the stuff that I write, and I and I'm gonna be writing some stuff for you guys. I'm gonna write for the Patreon, and that will also go up on www.southsidetrap.com um, um, Follow Claire. Support Claire. Follow AQZ. Uh, subscribe yeah. to them. Support them. Um, you can, If you want to like follow me and my shenanigans and ask me whatever you want to ask me, you can do that on Twitter. You can find me <laughs> at Sandrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Uh, if you're not into Twitter, if you're not into reading the content, if that's not something you're here for, if you're just here for the podcast we love that and respect that uh so just continue your support of the south side trap podcast the podcast that helps you stay on side with the chicago red side you can do that primarily by following us and finding us subscribing to our patreon please subscribe to our patreon that helps us generate and create uh the chicago red stars content that we uh, are putting out there for you right now and uh if you want to listen to the podcast we're on anchor now uh, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Go ahead and find us. Give us a like, subscribe there. Uh, leave us a rating or a review. That stuff also helps us out tremendously when we're trying to produce uh, the best Chicago Red Stars content out there for you. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back with you guys uh, very soon with another episode. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, wash your face, wash everything, really. And uh, we'll see you soon.